everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Real Life, Real God podcast. I'm so thankful and so excited that you decided to listen today and join me for this journey. I am so excited to do a podcast. I have always been a talker, and so this is a great outlet for me to talk to everyone who listens and to share my heart and to share my life with you. I am transparent and I am real, thus the name of the podcast. So I am excited to get to know you guys through this and to be able to share things with you. So in this podcast, we're basically going to be talking about real life and real life with all of its twists and turns and ups and downs because Lord knows we sure have those. But The kick is that we are going to talk about how a very real God enters our real life and turns it upside down with His goodness and with His grace and with His mercy, with His guidance and with His wisdom, and how the two, when they meld together, real life and real God, we can walk out this journey and we can be filled with joy and we can do this life together. So... That is the gist of this podcast, and like I said, thank you so much for joining me. Um, Some of you might be wondering why in the world there is a sheep on my podcast banner, and I will tell you, it comes from the verse that is in John 10, verse 27. It says, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So that was a verse that the Lord laid on my heart a while back, just that I should listen to His voice, that I should know when He talks to me, be able to hear it. And since then, I have just said to the Lord, please make me a sheep. I want to hear your voice. I want to know your voice. And most of all, I want to follow your voice. So that is actually what episode one is going to be about today. And we're going to dive right in with being a sheep. And we're going to talk about hearing the voice of the Lord. We have made hearing the voice of the Lord such a mysterious thing, it seems like, in the past. I know that when I was growing up, it was, you know, um, the Lord spoke to me, and it seemed so big and so, you know, mysterious, but it's not, it it doesn't have to be that way at all. Um, And so as I've been journeying through hearing the voice of the Lord, I'd just like to take you with me. So why is it so important to be able to know what the Lord is speaking to us and what He's saying to us? Well, it starts in Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, when the Bible says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who has built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. So what these words are telling us is that if we can hear the voice of the Lord, we know how to follow the voice of the Lord. In verse 26 of Matthew 7, it says, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with the great crash. So 
I think you would feel the same as me and say, I want my house to stand. I do not want my house, my life to crash and burn. I want my house to be solid and built on the rock. So if we hear his words and we follow his words, then we will be that house that is standing on a rock. And no matter what life throws at us, we can still stand. We may be barely standing sometimes. We may even have to get down and kneel, but we will be there on a firm foundation because we are standing on Christ Jesus. And like I said, for so long, I feel like we have made hearing the voice of the Lord so mysterious and so hard to hear. And like people have said to me, like, It seemed that it was rare to hear the voice of the Lord. But I have found, guys, in doing life the last few years and walking this out with the Lord and being a sheep, that the opposite is true. Jesus is speaking to us constantly. It may just not be in the ways that we think it is. We have all these conventional ways that we think the Lord speaks, and some of them, and Really, all of them definitely are true, but there are so many more ways that the Lord speaks. And I want to talk about in this beginning of the podcast, it'll take a couple of episodes to get through, but I want to talk about the different ways that the Lord has spoken to me in my own life, tell you some stories, and uh, let's try to figure out how the Lord is speaking to us. The Lord is not trying to keep things hidden from us. He is a good father and he wants to talk to us. He wants to tell us things. He wants us to know his voice and not miss it. So let's start with talking about the ways that the Lord speaks to us and let's dive right in. Well, the first way is going to seem very obvious and you're going to think, Yes, I've heard this before, I know this, but I want to give you a little bit of possibly a different take on it. So the first way that I want to talk about that the Lord speaks is obviously the Word of God, the Holy Bible. Um, We can pick that up, we can read that anytime, thank the Lord, because I know that in some countries you cannot even carry a Bible around or read a Bible or have one in your house. So I thank God that right here in America, we can, we can read the Word of God anytime. And we do that, a lot of us. But what we do is when we have a big decision to make, I know that I've done it before, we say, is that the Lord's will? I'm going to pray about that and see if that's the Lord's will, if I should do that. Now, I want you to know that I am not saying that we should not pray about things and see if they are the Lord's will. But what I am telling you is that a lot of times we have things written in the Word of God that Jesus himself wants us to read that already gives us the answer, yes, this is the Lord's will, or no, this is not the Lord's will, and we just don't think about it. We think we have to pray about it, but it's already written there in the Bible, and we know that the Bible... The Word of God is the 100% absolute truth. So if it's in the Word of God, then it is for us. It's not just for certain people that if it's in the Word, it's truth and truth applies across the board. So I'll give you an example in my own life of when I did this. I was sitting in church and the pastor was talking about 
an international mission trip that we were going to take to Costa Rica, that a team from our church was going to take and go to Costa Rica. He told that we would be working with a group of girls and that we would be ministering in different ways. And my heart was so quickened as I sat there. Now, I have had opportunities to go on mission trips internationally before, but I just haven't felt a quickening in my spirit about it. But that day, I really just felt strongly that, like, you know, your heart starts beating faster and your stomach starts churning a little and you just know that something's going on that is happening that you feel like, maybe I should do this, maybe I should do this. So I left church that day and I came home and I was like, well, I'm going to pray about that. I'm going to pray if I should go to Costa Rica on this mission trip. And so I did. I started praying, Lord, do you want me to go on this mission trip to Costa Rica? I had two small children at the time, and I was thinking of all the things, of course, that might happen if I left them, all of which were untrue because my husband is perfectly capable of handling it. But you know, as moms, sometimes we think it's we've got it all together and nobody can do it but us. So I was thinking of just, you know, I would miss a week of work, all the things that came around going on a mission trip that were not necessarily convenient. And so I just kept praying about it. Well, I wasn't getting any word from the Lord that I could hear or that I could understand from Him, but I was reading my Bible every night. And I remember I got to the scripture in Mark because I was reading Mark, and it was chapter 16, verse 15. And it says, He said to them, this is Jesus, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And the Lord just put flashing lights around that scripture to me. And I felt in my spirit him saying, Why are you praying about going on a mission trip, Kim? I have said in Mark 16 verse 15 and other times in the Bible as well, that you are supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. I have already given you your answer, but you are sitting there and you are praying about it and you want me to tell you again, but I've given you your answer. So that is an example of sometimes that we expect the Lord to speak to us. We say, I'm going to pray about this and see if the Lord gives me an answer, but answers are already in the Bible. I had a friend one time who she told me that she felt like she needed to give her friend a Bible. Like she said, just kept feeling in her spirit that she was supposed to buy her friend a Bible. Now, this friend was not um, necessarily walking with the Lord. She was a believer, but she was not walking with the Lord um, constantly. And she just kept feeling like she was supposed to buy her a Bible. And she came to me and she said, Kim, what do you think about that? And I said, Absolutely, because Jesus says in his word that we should share the gospel and spread the gospel. And so by giving her a Bible, you are spreading the gospel. I also heard a preacher say once, and I loved it, that um, the devil, Satan will never tell you to do anything that will advance the kingdom of God. So I was able to use that and say, do you think Satan wants you to give her a Bible? So we know that the Lord is the one that wants you to spread the gospel. So the Lord wants you to give her the Bible. So obviously it's in the Lord's will. So that being said, the Lord speaks through the word of God. And we've heard that before and we know that he does. And we've all read 
the right scripture at the right time before. But also, I'm encouraging you today to think of it in a different way, that maybe some of the things that you're praying about, should I this or should I that, maybe the Bible already has an answer. If the Bible says no, and the Bible is very clear about things that we should not do. So if the Bible says no toward this thing, then obviously we don't need to pray about it anymore. The Bible has already spoken. If the Bible gives us a command, like I think about take care of the widows and the orphans, if you are praying about should we adopt, if that is on your heart that strongly and you keep praying about it, and the Bible has already said, take care of the widows and orphans, I feel like you have your answer. The Bible says, yes, you should adopt, take care of the orphans. So the word of God speaks, and sometimes we're just not listening because we feel like we have to pray about everything, when sometimes it is right there in the word of God. And we do still have to pray about God's will, but a lot of times the answer is just right on our nightstand, right beside our bed. We just have to open it up and find the answer. I'll end this point with this quote that I heard from a preacher when I was listening to a sermon. And he said, when we read the word of God, we unlock the voice of God. And I love that because the voice of God is coming through in his word constantly. We just have to be reading the word and Go there first. Seek your answers from the Bible first and see what you hear from the Lord that way. All right. The next way that I feel like we hear from the Lord is audibly. And I know that this one can be tricky. I have friends that have said, I have never heard the audible voice of God. I have friends that have said, yes, I have heard the audible voice of God. But like I said before, the Bible is the 100% truth. It is the absolute truth. And the Bible is the same. It is never changing. And um, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, so is his word. And I know that in 1 Samuel chapter 3, we get the story of a little boy who is hearing the voice of God audibly. So much so that he gets up and he goes to his caretaker, Eli, and says, Here I am. Did you call me? And Eli says, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. It happened to be nighttime when Samuel heard the voice of the Lord. And he just, he keeps hearing it. He hears it a second time. He hears the voice say, Samuel, call out his name. And so he goes to Eli again, his caretaker, and he says, did you call me? I'm here. And Eli says, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. He hears the voice calling his name a third time, and he goes to Eli. And at this point, Eli catches on that he may know what's happening. So he says to Samuel, I did not call you, but the next time you hear your voice being called... I want you to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So I believe that if the Lord spoke audibly to Samuel and called his name, that he can still speak audibly to us today. And I just have this question to propose to you. Have you ever 
been anywhere and you might have thought you heard someone call your name and you turned around to look and there was nobody there that you saw that would have called your name. That has happened to me a couple of times. And I have thought back now, I didn't do it at this time, I didn't know it at this time, but I thought, have thought since then, what if that was God calling my name? Because that's happened to all of us. We thought we've heard somebody calling our name, and there's nobody there to call our name, or nobody that we know. It could be in a crowded store, it could be in the the car, it could be anywhere, but what if it's God calling our name? So, from now on, if that happens to me, I'm going to say, in my mind, if I'm in a crowd of people, or out loud, if I'm not, speak to me, Lord. Your servant is listening. I'm going to say exactly what Samuel said, because I want to hear the Lord if he's going to talk to me. I would love to share a story with you from my real life that happened to me when I was 16 years old. And this is a time that I heard the audible voice of God. So I was at a youth conference. My church, I was 16, and my church used to go every year to what was called National Fine Arts. And it was a week-long youth conference, and I went to the youth conference. And at night, we would have services. And the last night we were there, he asked um, everyone pretty much to come down. I can't remember the specific altar call, but I remember it pretty much applied to everyone. Like if you desire more of the Lord or something like that. So I went down to the altar and the youth group was praying. I was praying. We were all at the altar praying. And I heard someone say, Kim, it was a man's voice. And I thought for sure it was my youth pastor. So I turned around and I didn't see my youth pastor, and I just kept looking all around to my side, to the back. I didn't see anyone. So I just turned back around and started praying again. And I heard it again simply, Kim. And I looked around again, and finally I spotted my youth pastor, and he was about 10 feet over praying with another student. And I just remember looking around to see, is there any other man that may have said my name? I was looking forward then. I was looking like, you know, over the crowd. There were only teenagers around me, mostly girls. There were a couple of teenage boys around me, but I just thought I'm going to keep my eyes open and keep looking around. So I kept my eyes open. open. I kept looking around. I eventually looked forward again, but I did not close my eyes. And I heard the voice again, Kim. And at that point, I thought, is this the Lord? So I just remember closing my eyes and saying, is that you, Lord? And then I heard a sentence from the Lord. And it was just like, honestly, guys, if someone was, a man was beside me talking in my ear, having a conversation with me, and it said, you're going to marry a youth pastor. So there was nothing else. That was it. That was the sentence. It was over. I I remember opening my eyes, looking around again. I honestly felt a little, like, nervous. Um, I remember my heart beating really fast, and I felt really nervous and shaky inside. I I really felt like um, 
it was it seemed like the Holy Spirit, but it was not in the exciting way. It was almost in the nervous way. Now I can kind of identify that as the fear of God. I think I think that's what I had, like the reverence and the fear. Like if the Lord was speaking to me audibly, like of course I would feel shaky inside because He is holy. Um, but I just kept it inside because, you know, it is such a mysterious thing for, and it's such a weird story to tell. It's so supernatural. I just didn't know if anyone would believe me. So I kept it inside and I got home from the youth conference and that night I talked to my mama and I said, mama, I have got to tell you a story. And she's wonderful. She said, Kim, I believe you. I believe that was the Lord. I believe you need to hold on to that word. Never forget it. It will come true. So fast forward a few years. I'm in college. I meet a guy named Chris who's amazing. We start dating. We start, we continue to date. We start talking about marriage and we start talking about getting engaged. And Chris was an education major, high school science, as a matter of fact, and did not have any ministry background, did not have going into the ministry full-time on staff, on his radar. But I really felt like the Lord wanted me to marry him. I really loved him. He loved Jesus with all of his heart. And so I really felt like this was the guy for me. So I came home for a break at a certain point, and I knew that it wasn't going to be long before Chris asked me to marry him, and I wanted to talk to my mom again. And I remember telling my mom, like, Mama, you know, when I was 16, the Lord gave me that word, and Chris is not going to be a youth pastor. I don't know what, you know, if that's in his future, but that's, he has no plans for that. And I know that the Lord spoke that. I know that he wants me, or he said to me, you're going to marry a youth pastor. So I'm so confused because I also feel like I'm supposed to marry Chris. And my mom was just like, well, you have to discern that, Kim. But I will tell you, like, if he's going to be ministering to high school students in the public school system, and he's going to be bringing the word of God and to them um, through science, then that's like a youth pastor. She said, but I understand what you're saying. Um, that is, it's not a youth pastor. And you heard those exact words. So you're holding on to that. So you just have to discern. Well, time went on. And that I was about 21 then, probably. And, of course, Chris asked me to get married. I said yes. I really felt good about it. Um, and we did get married when I was 23 years old. I promise this story is a long story. I know, listeners, but it will not last forever. It's about to be over. <laughs> so um, we began to volunteer with the youth group at our church. And we were in love with it. We loved doing youth ministry, but still my husband was not a youth pastor, but we were doing youth ministry together. And I began to accept that this is what the Lord was telling me, even though the Lord is very precise. I need to say that because what the Lord says, he is not going to create confusion or give you a watered down version of it. The Lord is going to say what's true. But I began to accept that just volunteering with the youth group was probably what the Lord meant when he said I was going to marry a youth pastor. So we did that. Finally, I'm 26 years old. 
and the youth pastor at our church asks Chris and I if we will take the youth, be the main chaperones in charge of the youth, and take them to the National Fine Arts Youth Conference, the same one that I had gone to as a youth. And so we were sure we would because the youth pastor had to go early because he had some like emceeing role at the National Conference. So he had to get there early. So Chris and I agreed we were more than happy to do it. So we went to this youth conference in July and took the youth group and we did the conference. It was great. The last night of the youth group, I'm sorry, the youth conference, we all went down and were praying with kids and we came home just on a great high and we were going to bed that night. Now, let me just remind you. This was the same type of youth conference that I went to when I was 16. When I was 16, we went in July, and it was on the last night of the conference that the Lord told me I was going to marry a youth pastor. I never told Chris that. I didn't think it was fair to him. The only person I ever told in the whole wide world that information was my mom. So, 10 years later, I'm 26 years old. It's July. We are with the youth group in a different role, and Chris tells me when we get home that on the last night of the youth conference at the altar, the Lord told him that he was going to be a youth pastor. You cannot make this stuff up, friends. So, Chris became a bivocational youth pastor. He was part-time. He was still teaching, and we became part-time youth pastors, and he was a youth pastor for 12 years. And I journeyed with him through that, and I knew then, when he told me that night that the Lord called him to be a youth pastor, I unloaded. I told him the whole story of when I was 16 years old, and the Lord told me I was going to marry a youth pastor, and the timing was just beautiful. But the Lord does not lie. He speaks truth. He speaks it plainly and clearly, and I believe because I've heard it myself, that the Lord speaks audibly. So, if you hear an audible voice and it lines up with the Word of God, it does not go against the Word of God, do what it says. Obey it. Trust it. Because it is probably God speaking to you audibly. Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, Call to me. And I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Jeremiah in this passage specifically was talking to the people of Judah because they continued to turn away from the Lord over and over and over. And let me ask you, as in Samuel getting a word from the Lord with his audible voice, the Lord speaking to the people of Judah, the Lord speaking to people all throughout the Bible, does the Lord play favorites with his children? Do you think that he loves all of his children the same? Do you think that God would speak to Samuel audibly and then say, well, I'm never going to speak to my children audibly anymore. In in 2023, I'm not going to speak to my children audibly. He would not do that. If he's going to do it for one child, he will do it for other children because he loves us all the same. So I encourage you, um, 
to believe that the Lord does speak audibly and to listen because he may speak to you audibly one day. So we're going to wrap up episode one of Real Life, Real God with those two points that you can hear the voice of the Lord by reading the Word of God and by testing it to see if what you're praying about is already answered in the Word of God and we can hear the Word of God audibly. Next week on episode two, we will continue this series and we'll talk about other ways that we can hear the voice of the Lord. Um, Again, I just thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you'd like to hear more, please subscribe to the podcast and please share it with all your friends. Please let them know that Real Life, Real God is a podcast, is a thing, and that you can listen to it working out, driving in your car. The great thing about podcasts is you don't have to stop what you're doing to look at anything. You can just pop your earbuds in and listen while you do different things. So folding laundry, all kinds of things. So thank you again for listening. Every episode, I would like to end by sharing one of my favorite things with you. And it's either going to be a podcast, another podcast, a song, a book, uh, different things. But this week, I want to share with you my favorite song that is on repeat in my car for the last two weeks. And it is called Bless God. It's by Brooke Ligertwood. And it is off of the 8 album. And it is so good. I encourage you to go listen to that this week. I also encourage you to read the Word of God and find your answers. Let Him speak to you. And I encourage you to listen because He may speak to you audibly. Thank you again for listening. And please share this podcast with your friends. Hope to see you back next week. Episode 2 of Real Life, Real God. Grace is my weapon.